Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weirdly Cosmic podcast. I am Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology, and um, I'm here today to talk about the um, solar eclipse that is occurring on April the 30th, 2022. But first, a little bit about me. I am the author of three books. I'm a, a soul astrologer. I offer readings. I also offer a membership community called the Venus Enchantment Community. And this was my first book, Modern Astrology. My second book, the best-selling Complete Guide to Astrology. And my newest book, The Complete Guide to Tarot and Astrology. So this, um, if you have my books, please leave me reviews on Amazon, either you bought them there or not. If, if you don't have my books, you can find them all on Amazon and all indie booksellers. Okay, so talking of the tarot. Uh, before we look at the actual um, solar eclipse chart and start to talk about that, I did pull a card and I pulled the Queen of Swords. Now, for those that are just listening, the Queen of Swords in the Thoth Tarot, which I use, has this lady um, who is really reclining back on this star throne with a star around her head. She's naked from the waist up. She's holding a male head in um, her left hand as she sits in the clouds and she has a sword resting downwards in her right hand. And this is about the mastery of objective thinking and clarity. So this, the Queen of Swords card, reflects the rational, objective, fair witnessing mind. She sits upon a huge cloud in the air with a sword in one hand and a mask in the other. So she is the mask cutter. She cuts behind all the masks and really kind of gets to the core of things. Okay. Now, this uh, symbol can reflect a quality of... Um, um, the inner feminine or anima for male or females. So this is not just a woman, but it is the queen. She's the counsellor or the consultant in the royalty symbols. She has the ability to counsel and consult others and has the wisdom to seek counselling and consulting for herself when necessary. In Greek mythology, this symbol would be, be, the picture, be a picture of the goddess Athena, who is actually the owl who sees into the dark and uh, and sees very clearly the problem solver uh, she sees patterns and strategies to move forward so that's your card for this um, this new eclipse now eclipses are literally resets we have two um, usually pairs of eclipses we have two eclipse seasons each year usually and sometimes we have three eclipses in um, in a season. This one we have two. And this time we're starting with a solar eclipse, which is a new moon eclipse, which means that the moon and the sun are conjunct or together from our perspective. And this is a partial solar eclipse, um, which means the um, it, it's not total. The light of the sun will not be completely 
blocked out. And that's because um, it, the degree of this eclipse that where the sun and the moon are from our perspective is actually 12 degrees away from the north node. So it's quite far away. Um, eclipses are new or full moons that are um, conjunct the lunar nodes. Now, this one is a north node eclipse, which means it's been pulling us towards something. The north node being something we yearn for, something we hunger for, something we long for. And, you know, it can be good, but we can also go to excess. But this new moon eclipse is pulling us towards something. So I'll talk more about that as we move through all of this. So let's take a little look at the chart. Um, as I always do, we're going to give a brief overview. Then I'm going to stop the share. So if you're not an astrologer and all of this confuses you, just listen for the meaning. But I share the chart for those that like to see it. And there's a few things that I've highlighted. So first of all, the sun and the moon are conjunct at 10 degrees, 28 minutes of, of Taurus. Now, this is a 10 and a 10. So it's a 10, 10, double one new beginnings number. We'll look more at the numbers in a minute. So that's the first thing we notice. Then we also notice that this new moon is conjunct, revolutionary, benevolent rebel, Uranus, who is really the great awakener. Uranus kind of slaps us around the head with two by fours to waken us up and, um, and show us what we need to know. Um, that can come in the form of you know, shock news, surprises, but it can also come from sudden like light bulb moments, ahas and, um, and so on and so forth. Now, the moon and sun are also in an almost exact sextile to Mars and that Mars is at 11 degrees. So we have two ones there again. And Mars is in Pisces. Mars in Pisces is really the kind of spiritual warrior kind of energy, can also be drained energy. But, but with this being a supportive sextile aspect, this, this eclipse, which is also already a reset, is giving us the vibe of a real awakening, okay? A real new start, a real potential for new beginnings. Other things I'm going to talk about um, throughout this, um, this whole podcast event is that we have Venus and Jupiter conjunct at 27 degrees. Uh, 27 is the number of the Bodhisattva, the enlightened being who um, kind of comes down to, stays on earth or comes down to earth to help others to kind of awaken. Sorry, could you say that oh. again? that's my watch anyway <laughs> apologies for that and uh series decided to join in the call anyway um this is also the degree where the sun was on uh the virgo full moon that took place on march the 18th 2022 that was the last of six full moons at 27 degrees and 27 degrees Pisces is also 
the, the degree that Neptune will station retrograde at on June the 30th, 2023. So it's, it's a very um, hot degree, if you like. And it's also the number, uh, the degree of Venus exaltation. All planets have a degree of exaltation, which is said to be where they are at their maximum potential. And 27 degrees Pisces is Venus exaltation degree. And Venus is the ruler of Taurus. So she is the ruler of this eclipse. So this is a very Venusian eclipse. And I'll talk more about what that means also. A couple of other things I'm going to talk about is we have a lineup at 24 degrees. Neptune in Pisces, the um, modern ruler of Pisces is at 24 degrees. Um, Ceres is at 24 degrees of Gemini, and she is square to Neptune. And Ceres is also trying to Saturn in Aquarius at 24 degrees. So I'll talk more about that too. And um, we have... Vesta at 22 degrees Aquarius, squaring the nodes. And since this is an eclipse, the nodes are very important. And that's a, a T-square that's at 22 degrees. And I'll talk more about that too. Um, finally, two planets at zero degrees. Um, I'll probably bring in other things too. But we have Pallas Athena, remember, the Queen of Swords. Showing you the card one more time. Um, at zero Taurus and um, Mercury at zero um, Gemini and Mercury is the ruler of Gemini. So this is a very, uh, we're getting some real clarity here and some real call to higher love. So I'll talk all about all of that as we move through. So much to talk about on this um, this eclipse. The eclipses are always like intense times of uh, growth and transformation, particularly if you have any planets or angles around the degree of the eclipse. And I do. <laughs> but anyway, this is a 10 degree eclipse. So the 10 is a one and the zero. So the zero is infinite possibilities. It's kind of the fall on the tarot. It's the start of a new journey. It's the alpha and the omega. And the one is um, the number of new beginnings. Okay, so a 10-1 brings all sorts of changes in and new beginnings. There is, there is an element of luck with the 10-1. And um, it's um, often... Uh, brings the insight to recognize and understand the needs of humanity and the ability to bring peace and harmony to all. So 10 resonates with leadership, optimism, confidence, independence, creative powers, success, energy, originality, adaptability, determination, um, leadership, confidence, uh, you're kind of getting the idea, I guess. Okay, creative power and um, individualization, and um, I think I'm repeating some of these words. Anyway, so so it, it this relates to the wheel of fortune in the tarot. So our fortunes are beginning to change. And ten is also symbolized by Isis and Osiris. Okay. 
And in that respect, I would say it's uh, also Solomon and Sheba, um, Yeshua and Magdalene. It's all the couples throughout millennia, which represented the Heros Gamos. So 10 is the number of love and light. It creates all that can be imagined and contains um, um, image and ordination. Um, or image it and it shall be, ordain it and it will materialize. It's the number of rise and fall according to the actions chosen by um, us on this, uh, on this eclipse. So it's a very powerful eclipse for um, new beginnings, okay? And I, I actually am re recording this <laughs> on um, Easter Sunday. And I, I did comment um, in my post for the day that we have a, a wonderful lineup of planets at 13 degrees. We have Uranus at 13 degrees Taurus, as I record this. We have um, Venus at 13 degrees Pisces. Uh, and we have the um, Mercury joining Uranus at 13 degrees Taurus. So I'm recording this on a day where this eclipse energy is really being activated. Okay. And the moon is in Scorpio opposing that Mercury Uranus conjunction. We are um, entering a time of real awakening. And I'll talk more about that when I come to the astrology again as well. So it's a universal day as well. It's a 13 universal day. Um, this because we are on uh, April, so 4, uh, 30th, which is 3, so 7, and 2022 is 6, so it's a 13 universal day, which is the number of that goddess. And Taurus, as I mentioned, is Venus ruled, and I really feel like this is awakening us to the goddess or divine feminine energy within every single one of us to rise up in equality with the divine masculine energy or the night and day or coming together, the yin and yang. So to go to the astrology, and of course I'll do the uh, symbols last. But before I do, before I look at the astrology and the chart, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to my channel, give the video a thumbs up, maybe hit the little bell to get notified when I upload new videos. Uh, the more followers or subscribers I have on YouTube and the more thumbs up I get and the more little bells that people hit, the uh, more visibility my videos get. And that enables me to uh, spread this, these messages further and farther and wide. Anyway, to the astrology. So the, I'm going to quickly share the chart again, because I just want you to look at the patterns of the chart before I go into the nitty gritty and the detail. So on April the 23rd, just a week before this eclipse, Mercury will cross that north node. And we are starting, Ceres has been um, in this side of the chart for quite some time. So to explain to you um, visual watchers, but also the audio watchers, we have been in a draconic bowl for quite some time. This was the third draconic bowl, okay, that was um, 
that we've had during the pandemic. And this one has been extremely long. We've been in a draconic bowl, and I will explain what that is in a minute, since December the 2nd, 2021. That means that all the planets have been trapped or confined in one side of the chart between the lunar nodes. Now, when with that, when uh, Mars crossed, um, it was when Mars crossed the south node. Oh, was it December the second? Excuse me, it may not have been. December the 15th, please excuse my uh, little mistake there. When Mars crossed the south node on December the 15th, um, at that point, we even had Ceres confined. And this draconic bowl is known as the Kalasarpurk Sutra in um, Vedic astrology. It's, um, it's called, or that translate rough, translates roughly as the time of the black snake. I've likened it to a time of great alchemical transformation. Um, we've been in this, so where are we now? April, December, January, February, March, April, four months um, as I record this. We've been in this final Kala Sapa for many years. Um, there is another one in the 2030s, but it's very brief. This one has been really intense, as if we didn't know we're in a time of ex extreme change. So anyway, to go back to the current chart, all the planets have moved away from the south node. Um, at the time we entered the Kalasapa on December the 15th, 2021, the south nodes or the nodes were at one degree of Sagittarius and Gemini. And since then, the nodes have changed signs. We've had a Venus retrograde. We've had all of this major time of transformation. Now we've been in a period from January till the day before this um, eclipse where all the planets have been direct. It's kind of been like this time of like blow your socks off kind of change. You know, we've got a war going on as I record this. Um, but I do have big hope that things are changing. Now, on this actual eclipse, I did mention that Vesta squares the nodes. She's at 22 degrees Aquarius. Now we had Venus, then we had Mars. We had Juno and we had Saturn all square the nodes at 22 degrees before this. Um, and now Vesta is the final square. And so all of these planets are moving towards this important north node in Taurus. And that means that all of the planets, apart from Mercury and Ceres, are in one quadrant of the zodiac. Now this is intense. We are in a, such an intense time of change. You know, I'm, I don't think I've ever seen so many planets in a quadrant. Pluto, of course, is still in Capricorn, mopping up in the background, but really most of the chart is in a quadrant. So I want to just show you, just look at the shape and just think, oh my goodness, this is a time of growth, change, potential, 
and new beginnings. Now, Mercury, as I said, has just moved a week before beyond that. Mercury and Ceres are the only two of the major planets that have moved from this time of the Black Snake beyond that North Node at this point. And they are the two messengers of the Zodiac. So Mercury is the planet nearest to the sun from our perspective, if you look at the kind of order of the planets. Ceres, in my opinion, is a personal planet that is just inside the asteroid belt. So she's at the very outer realms of, um, of our cosmos before we go beyond the asteroid belt to all the outer planets and the transpersonal and the trans-Neptunian objects. And they are messengers. They were actually paired together in the pairs of gods and goddesses um, in the Roman pantheon. Uh, Ceres and Mercury, I mean, I don't think, I don't mean they were kind of a pair as in a romantic pair, but they sat on the council or the day consentes of the gods and goddesses together. They worked together as messengers. Okay. And here they are both in Gemini, which is the messenger sign. Gemini is the communication. So we are getting messages about where we're going with this intense time. So that's enough on the shape, oh, except to say that Vesta is focus, commitment. She is the inner flame. She is the hearth. We are being asked to focus on our hearth, which is our earth. Forget all this, you know, colonizing space or whatever. We are being asked to really step into our higher selves as incarnate beings on the earth and to work with the earth. And it's at 22 degrees, which is a master number, the master builder. And that number has been activated over and over and over and over again, as I said, by Venus, Mars, Juno and Saturn, all saying we have to master this. We have to build heaven on earth, if you like. <laughs> so anyway, that's my take on the shape of the chart. So back to Taurus. So Taurus, to my mind, is the most embodied of signs. Um, Taurus is, the, is an earth sign and Taurus is about the senses, all that we can see, smell, taste, hear and touch. And it's about the physical body and about nature and about all that um, is physical energy, including like money, um, uh, the energy of money that we can touch and feel and cash or the cards we even carry for it. It's our material world that we live in. It's the, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's the trees, it's the bushes. As I said, it's our physical body. And so here we have this embodied um, Taurus new moon eclipse that is saying reset your connection with the earth get your hands in the dirt, get cooking, get planting, all that kind of energy. Now, as I said, the new moon is conjunct Uranus, um, kind of the awakener, and uh, in a sextile aspect to Mars in Pisces, 
this has a real dynamic feel to it, this new moon eclipse, saying you can build this, you can start this, you can initiate this change and you can make things manifest because Taurus is a fixed sign, which is really about making things real, making things uh, connected. And it's about sustainability. And it's a Taurus North Node eclipse. I've been battering on about uh, the Taurus North Node about, you know, building a sustainable future for us on our planet, on our Earth, living in harmony with nature and with our own body and becoming much more embodied and, and bringing it all down to Earth. Okay. Now, Venus is the ruler of Taurus, as I already mentioned, and she is at her exaltation degree next, almost exactly conjunct Jupiter. She will be um, conjunct Jupiter right after this eclipse. And that's expansion. These are the two benefits. These are the two planets that are said to be um, bring fortune and luck. And if you remember when I was looking at the numbers, I said it's uh, the Wheel of Fortune number. That is the Jupiter card. Our fortunes are changing. And 27 degrees uh, Pisces is, is the number of uh, the Bodhisattva. This, but we are becoming our own Bodhisattvas. We are becoming or have been given the opportunity to become kind of more enlightened beings on this earth about how we live on this earth, okay. Bodhisattvas didn't um, go off and just sit in a cave. They stayed amongst um, the earth and the people and nature to work with it, to help to enlighten others. And so it's got this really spiritual expansive, spiritually expansive feel to it, this new moon eclipse. I'm really feeling like this is just going to be quite amazing. Now, I did mention that we also have Ceres. Remember, she's one of the uh, messengers, but she is also um, about alignment with the earth and grief for what we are not doing. And uh, But she's also forgiveness, and she is at that 24 degrees um, in square to Neptune in Pisces, by the way, Jupiter is the traditional ruler of Pisces. So we have Jupiter, who is the traditional ruler of Pisces, conjunct Venus, who is exalted in Pisces on her exaltation degree. And then we have Neptune, which is the modern ruler of Pisces, all um, active in this. And, and so um, Neptune in Pisces is square to Ceres, and, and that is kind of tuning us in to kind of higher messages message um, higher thoughts and then uh, Ceres is also in a trine aspect to Saturn in Aquarius who is the traditional ruler of Aquarius and that's at 24 degrees Aquarius and Saturn is saying we can build on our hopes and wishes for a brighter future if we choose to and that's at a six um, which is we're in a six year, a very creative yin number of building kind of more on the receptive, divine, feminine, connected energy. So it's such a creative 
um, eclipse. Um, we have such um, such an opportunity in all of this, okay, to to really um, build the future that we really would like to build and to uh, leave behind the old track that we've been on. Will we answer the call? Mm, that's always the, uh, the, the crux of the matter, right? <laughs> now, I didn't mention when we looked at the chart, but the new moon eclipse at 10 Taurus is also in square to Karaiklo, who was Chiron's wife. And Karaiklo is in Aquarius. She's kind of been left behind by all these other planets too. But she is weaving a new story. She is giving us an opportunity to um, create and tell a new story from this kind of more loving oral tradition kind of space. I picture Karaiklo as, as this elder teacher to the gods and goddesses, um, companion to the gods and goddesses. She was said to be companion to Pallas Athena. And she sits there at her spinning wheel and her loom, weaving and spinning and weaving and spinning new stories. So um, I find that that's quite beautiful that she's in this eclipse as well. Okay. So the two at zero, Pallas Athena and Mercury. Pallas Athena at zero, Taurus and Mercury at zero, Gemini. Again, zero is that number of um, the fool, the new journey, infinite potential, alpha and omega. And Pallas Athena and Mercury are both problem solvers. We are going to get ideas and insights and ahas and awarenesses about where we can create on this new journey that we are stepping into. Now, let me just take a pause for a moment and see if there's anything else I want to say about this chart. Not much, except that I would watch this 27 degree um, mark of um, Pisces, because as I said already, Neptune will station retrograde on that exact degree on June the 30th, 2023. We've got a lot of changes that are being activated with these lunations right now and with these degrees. And these big major changes are going to shake out over the next couple of years. By the end of 2025, the world is going to look a very different, uh, um, look very different to all of us in so many ways. And one of the things is, um, speaking of the number 10 and the one is, and I've mentioned it before in other videos, is that we have Pluto at 28 degrees Capricorn. Incidentally, he stationed retrograde that on April the 29th, the day before this eclipse or will station retrograde if you're watching this beforehand. Um, so he's on his station point and Pluto stations tend to be like big purgy kind of um, changes of direction. And remember, this is the first planet to go retrograde um, since January. So, you know, this retrograde is, is kind of going to be huge. Um, so he's at 28 degrees of Capricorn in this ongoing trine aspect to Sedna, 
which is spiritual destiny through crisis in Taurus. And she's at 28 degrees of Taurus. And she's spending some time at these very last degrees of Taurus before she will move into Gemini, which is going to be a very big shift. Pluto is spending the, the last year or so at um, in, in Capricorn before he moves into Aquarius. So we've got two of them moving into air signs. But then we also have um, Haumea. Um, another dwarf planet. Haumea is at 28 degrees Libra in square to Pluto on this eclipse and she is rebirth. Haumea is said to be very Pluto-like in bringing transformation but without the um, uncovering of the shadow that Pluto brings and the delving into the shadow. Haumea is pure creation and birth. Okay, so we have these three powerful outer planets all at 28 degrees in this ongoing aspect, but it's also at that 10-1 number, the wheel of fortune. Our fortunes are changing. Or I always think kind of we're being given an opportunity to change. Okay. So all in all, this this uh, this new moon eclipse is full of um, new beginnings, potential, creativity, aha moments, new ideas, new thoughts, new possibilities. I find it quite beautiful, to be quite honest. So before we move on to the symbols, um, I just want to remind you to subscribe to this channel and hit that little bell and give me a thumbs up. But now let's move into the um, the symbols. Okay, I'm going to read the Sabian symbol first. And I'm just going to read the symbol and I'm not going to read the interpretation because I don't like the interpretation. I'm kind of feeling that a lot of these symbols need some reinterpretation. Okay, anyway. Um, we always go up one for the symbols because the symbols start at one and the degrees start at zero. So we go to Taurus 11. So the Sabian symbol is a woman watering flowers in her garden. Now, remember all that I said about Taurus and about sustainability and about creating this really sustainable lifestyle based on our connection with the earth and our strong values. Taurus is also values. And remember that um, Venus is at her exaltation degree and she's the ruler of, um, of this new moon eclipse. And she is about, in Venus in Pisces, especially at that exaltation degree, is about love. This is about agape. This is about unconditional love and being more loving and being more connected with love and spirit and choosing love every day. And that's the water, uh, the flowers that we're being invited to water. Now, I'm going to tell you a little personal story. Well, it's not personal, really, but um, I'm, I'm a trained shamanic practitioner. And one of the practices we um, did in my year long training um, which I've done on and off when I go back to visit this, is that we journey, do a shamanic journey to our middle world, which is one of the three 
shamanic worlds. And in the middle world, we have our garden where we plant our flowers, plant our seeds of what we want to create in the world. And we do it metaphorically by literally, you know, visualizing in the shamanic journey, um, the planting and the nurturing and the watering of the garden. And of course, metaphorically, it's our own garden that we are creating and watering and nurturing. So that's what you're being asked to do on this new moon, on this eclipse. You're being asked to water the flowers in your garden. I love that it's a woman watering the flowers in our garden because I do believe we are all, whether you're male, female, or however you identify, you are going to, we're all being asked to, to water the flowers in our own garden. Okay, so... And it's cultivation, the key word. Okay, so cultivating our new selves. So to look at the uh, Chandra symbols, this one is a woman with flames for hair, direct, full on and unstoppable, pushing for optimal outcomes. You are self-convinced and hard driving, so passionate about your own desire and impulse that anything off to the side is far out of the picture. And all that counts is to have your say to make an impact. Something long gathering, suddenly emerging as rage, self-intent, need and craving, personal to the nth degree, almost solipsistic, me mattering after being counted out. You feel the surge of power of someone who recognises that they are bearing a life force that can no longer be put down. And you follow the brightness wherever it takes you, blindly, insensately, and beautifully. And I will put this one in the show notes. Uh, this one just really reminds me of the fact that this new moon eclipse is an eclipse it is you know eclipses are like new moons on steroids and and this has an urgency to it because it's in aspect to mars and uranus this is like i want this change and i want to change it now and i know i can create with this life force that is no longer going to be put down as it says and, and, you know, this is really the divine feminine in all of us, or the yin, or the night energy. We are in this creative, fertile force. So to, to go to, um, I actually want to go to johnsandbatch.net. He's the person that channeled the Chandra symbols. He also has some other symbols. So I'm just going to leave you with them before we finish. And for this degree, he has an Omega symbol, which is a man jumping into a river, melting and flowing away. So the divine masculine, I feel like, is kind of not being got rid of or disappeared, but the the way we have um, the way we have lived in this very um, Yang day masculine kind of life is floating away and we're becoming more equally yin and yang and bringing that together or we're being asked to so um he, he says of of this degree 
you can unite so intensely with the experience of the moment that you become it and disappear. The intensity of this can threaten other people, but don't allow that to stop you. You have an irresistible urge to take things to the farthest degree possible. It's wonderful, transformative and exhilarating. Follow it faithfully to wherever it takes you. Um, and of the Chandra symbol, he says it merges with fire, um, with the Amiga symbol. We have the water and the fire. He said, um, one would think that the woman's head would burn up, but it doesn't. This degree knows that we can withstand more than we think we can and that there is no reason to fear intensity. If we give in to the intensity of our vision, what is burned away is heavy karma that kept us from manifesting our true selves. Isn't that wonderful? I, I, I'm full of hope for these eclipses. I don't think that we are kind of out of the weeds yet uh, as humanity, but I am seeing real potential and opportunities that are emerging you know, it, it, even from the horrors of the Ukraine war, we're seeing that people are beginning to wake up to the fact that it's just insane that we are reliant as bigger parts of the world. We on um, on fossil fuels that are coming from, you know, um, places where we might have conflict with and um, we can just move to more local sustainability on a macro and micro scale. So on that note, I will leave you with that. And um, I'm recording this again on Easter Sunday. So my comment for Easter, for this, um, for this eclipse and for this time from this recording to the eclipse is that she is risen, being the S with the he. They're both rising. So much love to you. And don't forget to subscribe to my channel and see you next time.